Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into Sox on Tap. I'm Johnny Nani, joined tonight by my guy, NWI Steve. Uh, White Sox win tonight in Kansas City, 3-2 to two to kick off the weekend series. Before we get into that, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at ontapsportsnet and at Sox on Tap. All right, Steve, uh, this one probably a little closer than it should have been, but uh, hey, a win's a win. I'll take it. Hey, yo, Johnny. Yeah, we uh, we will definitely take it. That's two in a row now. Wasn't necessarily pretty, but, you know, hey, at this point, uh, it goes in the left-hand column. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that is all that matters. Uh, a couple storylines uh, from tonight's game. Nick Madrigal uh, making his MLB debut. Uh, the service time bullshit is up. Uh, so he was up with the club today. I believe he was informed yesterday and then obviously joined them today in Kansas City. Uh, so that was good to see. Uh, he did go hitless. Reach on error, uh, which we'll get into when we get into our box score breakdown here. Um, but yeah, he made the debut. And then the other bit of news from this one, uh, Tim Anderson left this game early. I uh, recorded two hits early on, uh, but then I believe uh, in the sixth or seventh inning, uh, Tim left and then Larry Garcia came and pinch hit for him. So that's the news here. But uh, Steve, give me your initial thoughts uh, on this one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there wasn't really a whole lot to this game today. You know, um, the Sox going up against a guy that had never pitched above a ball, you know, coming into this game today. So you were kind of hoping that they would just come out early on here and just, you know, take the whooping sticks out to him and, and try to send him to the showers early. And it looked like that might happen. You get T.A. leading off the game with the leadoff double, and then Yohan working a walk. So you get second and – or, excuse me, uh, first and second, nobody out. Jose Abreu coming up to the plate in an RBI spot after I literally just a couple hours earlier got done saying some nice things about how he pounds the shit out of left-handed pitching, and he <laughs> proceeds to immediately ground into a double play, which, you know, that just really killed my pick-to-click right there. Um, you know, and then they just wasted another opportunity there in that inning. But then, you know, obviously Adam Engel, um, bottom half, or excuse me, top part of the second inning gets, you know, that big three-run homers. He's continued to look pretty good offensively at the plate here. Um, that was pretty much it from an offensive standpoint. I mean, yep. they had one other scoring chance in the sixth inning when, you know, Yaz, you know, hit a ball hard, but right at somebody again. Um, you know, that's probably the best contact he's made, you know, in the last four or five days. But otherwise, offensively, I mean, I think the at-bats overall, the quality of them was pretty piss poor for the most part. Um, and then looking on the pitching side of it with uh, Dallas Keuchel, definitely did not have his good stuff today. You could see he was really out there just battling and fighting himself. He was falling behind in counts consistently throughout the entire evening here. Um, really just kind of got through it on just sheer guile um, today to just find his way through this thing through, you know, what was it? Five and two thirds in- innings of, of two run ball, you know, just the, the command wasn't there with any kind of consistency, but he was able to make enough pitches when he had to to get himself out of a couple of jams against M- Michael Franco to uh, keep this thing close. And then bullpen just, you know, they've been nails so far and they kept that going here today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when you're going back to that first inning, I don't think I've been able to use this word a whole lot uh, because the games uh, for that Cleveland doubleheader, I obviously was not on that postgame show, but that wasn't very opportunistic of Jose Abreu in the first inning. Um, that's my word I love to use. It's, you know, it's really good when you do something opportunistic and it's unopportunistic when you, uh, you know, uh, screw the pooch on it, which Jose did there. And of course, you know, only that would happen uh, right after you uh, write that in your article about how he, it's well against lefties, especially with uh, runners and scoring 
scoring position. So, um, yeah, that's the essence of that. So White Sox, though, uh, we've learned to live with it. Um, it happens, and it's going to keep continuing to happen. But, uh, yeah, overall, after that second inning home run, like Angle, like you said, uh, not a whole lot going. Um, uh, I mentioned Nick Madrigal making his MLB debut. Uh, he, you know, reached on that error and eventually was thrown out at home. Um, Larry Garcia, when he was pinch hitting there, uh, drove one to left field. And then, you know, what Benetti said, he almost hit it, or Stone said, he almost hit it too hard uh, because it was, you know, and then again, you're going to, uh, you know, gold glove left fielder too. So um, kind of expected that, uh, even with Nick Madrigal having decent speed there. But, uh, yeah, overall, though, uh, I'll turn this to the pitching side. You'd mentioned Dallas Keuchel. Uh, I agree with you. And then also another thing I noticed early on in the game from him, uh, we're so used to Dallas Keuchel being a ground ball machine. Uh, more, more balls up in the air today, uh, definitely, than that Saturday start uh, last weekend against the Twins. So um, that, that was just interesting for me to see. But, hey, uh, some days you're not going to have your best stuff. That's how it goes as a pitcher. So uh, glad he was able to fight through that uh, and still keep this thing in check. Uh, his final line, five uh, and a third is what he went. Uh, seven hits, two runs, both of them earned. Uh, only walked one, only struck out two. Uh, allowed one home run. Um, I believe that was, yeah, McBroom uh, getting his first LB home run in the sixth there. So, um, but yeah, uh, other than that, though, Steve, I, I think my biggest thing here and the thing that we can be most uh, impressed by in this game outside of Adam Engels uh, continuing uh, to hit the ball well is uh, the bullpen uh, continuing their dominant streak here. I, I think James Fegan tweeted out now, uh, 16.2 scoreless innings on this road trip. Uh, thoughts on the pen? They've just been rock solid from front to back here. You know, you look at, um, you know, bringing, you know, Jimmy Cordero coming in there, um, you know, right after Keiko getting the job done right away. And then Evan Marshall, you know, I talked about this with Buzz, um, you know, Wednesday night after he had another solid outing in Cleveland. I mean, he's just going out there. The, the changeup that he's throwing out there right now is just getting some unbelievable movement right now. Um, and he and he's really he's featuring that predominantly or, or excuse me, against, you know, both right handed and left handed hitters. And he he's really just, you know, using that to just bury guys and put them away. And that's something you don't really see from guys that often, particularly relievers nowadays. I mean, it's you know, you're so heavy with high fastball and, you know, power curveballs, you know, guys coming out of the pen at this point. So Evan Marshall, I think in a lot of ways, is kind of a throwback with a guy that's really featuring a change out there. So, um, and then Colome, you know, had, had kind of a shaky at bat there against uh, Ryan O'Hearn to lead off mm-hmm. the bottom of the ninth inning at 10, 11. It seemed like it lasted forever. Yeah. And, and that's just kind of been a theme here that we're seeing with Colome and something we're going to have to continue to keep our eyes on here and, just his inability to really kind of put hitters away when he gets ahead of them and counts and letting them back into at bats. Um, something that I know is very concerning to me. And, and they're just going to obviously have to keep an eye on this here as, as we continue to go throughout the course of the season. But, um, you know, Johnny, one thing actually I wanted to circle back to that you touched on earlier, aside from the pitching side of it, was the play where Madrigal got thrown out at the plate by Alex Gordon. What a horrific send by Nick Capra in that situation yep. right there. You got one out in that spot. You'd have first and third, and then you have Yoan and Abreu coming up in that in that situation. There, those are the two guys you want coming up in that spot. And like you mentioned, you've got Alex Gordon. He's got what eight, nine Gold Gloves in left field at this point. I mean, the guy can't do a whole lot on the field anymore at this point, but the guy can still throw. I mean, that was just a, a god awful center. And I mean, it's they're they're very fortunate that that did not come back to haunt them here tonight. <laughs> 
Yeah, very, very easily could have bitten him in the ass um, if Kansas City was able to muster, uh, you know, a scoring opportunity uh, together after that. So luckily they didn't, and the White Sox bullpen did their job. But I, I agree with you. Uh, that is a bad, bad send uh, by Nick Capra. Uh, very could have, uh, very easily could have gone bad, and then uh, we would be up in arms and be a lot angrier um, and doing a lot more ranting on this show. Um, but, you know, uh, th- th- that is what happened. Uh, I was talking about it. Ain't going to change it. Uh, we'll point it out uh, as it happens. But, uh, man, uh, hopefully that is uh, rectified uh, going forward in the future. Um, other than that, just a couple notes from this game. Uh, James McCann plunked twice. First one a little bit scary. Uh, got it up high in the head. But luckily it looked uh, it was on the helmet part where um, th- there was a decent amount of padding. It wasn't like on the earpiece or where the, you know, the uh, brim meets the front of the helmet. Um, because that could that could get bad, that could crack a helmet, uh, and then obviously it could uh, damage uh, face your brain, um, uh, all of the important uh, stuff up there. So um, then he then again though he, he was plunked in the wrist, and he was seemed to be more upset about that because he sprinted down to first base after getting plunked in the head. Um, but then he slammed the bat down after he got hit in the wrist, and I think Benetti said that one probably hurts more. Um, and yeah, especially for a catcher there too, because uh, that's that's his uh, catching hand. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that that one was just more so frustration with just getting hit for a second time. I think he understood the situation there and realized that um, he wasn't getting thrown at in that particular spot there. But like mm-hmm. you said, the fact that that is on his catching hand there, you know, he really needs that. I, I, I obviously, um, you know, if, if something were to happen where one of those small bones in that wrist or in the hand break right there, now all of a sudden you're down, you're back up catcher and, you know, a, a spot of, potential depth for this team here coming into the season with two quality backstops right there. All of a sudden now you're, you're kind of scrambling here and you're in a position where, you know, does Zach Collins or your mean Mercedes and then become the backup catcher. So really you want to avoid that here. So you hope that uh, any kind of x-rays or anything they do after the game come back negative and that he's okay to go and just, you know, maybe you get Yaz behind the plate tomorrow. And then I would think that, um, Whichever one of them doesn't start tomorrow will probably start the day game Sunday afternoon here. So I think it probably would just be best to kind of give McCann the day off tomorrow, let him kind of rest, re- get any kind of recuperation or any kind of therapy on it that he needs, and hopefully he'll be ready to go here on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Um, only other real point I had from this game, Steve, uh, was, you know, th- this guy coming up uh, pitching for the Royals, uh, Bubic, Bubic. Uh, I forget exactly how they were saying it on the broadcast. Uh, I'll go with Bubic here. Uh Four innings uh, for him. Uh, obviously, gave up the home run to Adam Engel. That was the only spot on him run wise. Um, but it, it's it's kind of frustrating when you see because they showed that graphic. And, and as much as we uh, think historically that oh the White Sox fared uh, poorly against guys that they're seeing for the first time, they showed that uh, guys in their debuts they were actually seven and one against. And luckily, you know they added to that column tonight. But you would have liked to see, especially with the offense that we have and uh, looking better today with Nick Madrigal in the lineup. Basically, the only mainstay missing is Nomar Mazzara right now um kind of disappointing for me steve uh that they couldn't barrel up more balls and uh you know really tack on runs and make this thing more comfortable i agree with you 100 percent on that johnny it was very disheartening to kind of watch just the quality of the at-bats really plummet after that second inning there um like i said after timmy's you know hit in the second inning there um they went without a hit until i think it was the seventh or the eighth inning at that point so um just the, the overall quality of the bats and they were just kind of seemingly going up there really hacking early in counts not getting themselves good quality pitches to hit and and it was spread out one through nine at that point there so um 
I'm, I'm not really sure what to make of that. If they were just kind of going up there and, and just thinking that they were going to kind of catch a guy coming up from the low minors and trying to ambush him. Um, but whatever the strategy, whatever the approach was, it obviously did not work today here. So hopefully they kind of go back to the drawing board for the game tomorrow here and, and within the rest of the series here and kind of get back to having some better quality at bats and working some deeper counts. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just looking at the box score here, um, pretty funny that you know that you say that drought uh, with the hits there. Um, yeah, it, it looked like it was because it was back to back to uh, start the game there. Uh, excuse me, uh, Timmy had the double, and then was it a Moncada walk um, right after that? But uh, you know, Timmy has two hits and he exits early. White Sox only have four hits on the night. Uh, it was three runs, four hits, one error for the White Sox. Two runs, eight hits, uh, two errors for the Royals. So, um, like I said, Madrigal had reached on an error. But uh, looking up and down this box score, a bunch of goose eggs um, outside of Anderson. Um, and then Lurie Garcia, who's that pinch hitter for him later in the game, and uh, Adam Engel. Uh, the, those are where your hits are coming from. All of those guys, power hitters in the middle, um, uh, all goose eggs in there. So, um, want to see a mash again? I want to, you know, what happened last Saturday, I want to repeat that tomorrow. I want to see double digits uh, when we get into the um, score column there. So, uh, that being said, uh, let, let's move on uh, to that game. Uh, to game two of the series out in Kansas City. Um, it will be a uh, 6, 10 p.m. Central Time start, uh, and then the weather is looking decent for this one. Uh, it should be around 80 degrees at first pitch. Feels like 81. North Northwest winds, 6 miles an hour, 54% humidity, um, and it will stay right around that 80 comfortable degrees. Um uh, throughout the remainder of the game uh, drops down into the high 70s and uh, there it only gets up to a 25 percent chance of precipitation so don't think there'll be any problem getting this ball game in uh, tomorrow night um, but let, let's move on probable starters here Gio Gonzalez taking Reynaldo Lopez's spot in the White Sox rotation in that three hole uh, and he'll be going up against uh, Ronald Bolanos uh, for the Royals um, going back to Gio Gonzalez he allowed six runs in his last outing obviously coming in for relief of Reynaldo Lopez who left the game early due to shoulder stiffness uh, that was over three and two-thirds last Sunday and uh, this will be uh, Bolanos's um, 2020 season debut uh, for the Royals. Last year, he was 0-2 at the 5.95 ERA over 19 uh, and two-thirds innings with San Diego. So um, it, what are you expecting from this matchup? You know, I'm, I'm hopeful, again, that the Sox will come out, take advantage of an inexperienced pitcher here who um, has not had a great deal of success at the major league level. And I actually went and I did a little bit of research on him here uh, before our show tonight. If you go back and if you look even at his minor league numbers back when he was in the San Diego system, there's really nothing dominant about any of his time in professional ball. Um, you know, he's not really a power pitcher. He doesn't seemingly miss a lot of bats. So this is the type of guy that you would hope that the bats would just come out tomorrow, guns a-blazing, and let's just go, let's put some runs on the board. Let's put a six or seven run spot on him in, in two or three innings and get him out of this game. And uh, let's let's get a, a, a nice, easy win here. You know, that's, that's really what we need to see. Um, you know, the bats really have quieted down considerably in the last week since that big 10-run explosion last Saturday. So, you know, need to kind of get things back uh, back on track here and kind of get the train out of the station here as far as the run scoring goes. Yeah, uh, totally on board with that. If I were to have a key to the game, um, it's catch fire again with the bats. Uh, that absolutely needs to happen because um, we know in the past, you know, Gio Gonzalez can be effective, um, but 
from very small what we've seen this year, just the three and two thirds uh, allowed six runs over that. And I know it's a different team. Uh, we're not playing the Minnesota Twins this time. Uh, we're playing more of the basement dwellers of the division, but you got to take care of them still. Uh, can't take it lightly. So um, uh, looking for a solid outing uh, bounce back for Gio Gonzalez. I think that'll be big for his confidence because not exactly, you know, what third stint with the organization, not exactly how he wanted to start it, probably not how he imagined it. So um, hopefully he can wipe that slate clean. Uh, and, and come up with this. This has a chance to be pretty historic, though. Gio with an opportunity to actually make his first start for yeah. for the White Sox. You know, he he made history last uh, was it on on Sunday, finally getting in a game in a White Sox uniform. But now he's finally going to make a start here. So, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back, um, kind of going through a regular starter's routine here versus having to kind of come in in an emergency situation in the first inning last Sunday. So, I think he's going to come out and I think he's going to throw pretty well tomorrow. All right. Yeah, I, I hope you're correct uh, on that one. So uh, who you got tomorrow? Who's getting done with the bats? Pick to click here. All right. My pick to click for tomorrow. I am going to go with Yoan Mankata. Um, I, again, I think we got a guy here that's not going to be overpowering on the mound uh, for the Royals here. And I think Yoan's going to come out there and I think he's going to tattoo him. And I think he's going to he's going to put one in the fountain. I know I said that I thought Abreu was going to do it tonight. But uh, I, I, I feel it with Yohan. He, he's done some big things in Kauffman Stadium in his career. His first hit in a White Sox uniform came in Kauffman Stadium on a triple back in 2017. So uh, Yohan's going to be my guy for tomorrow. All right. I, I like it a lot. Um, and for this one, I've seen some uh, yes, you know, get your head out of your ass comments here. Um, so it, it makes it hard for me to kind of go back to him here. And he has struggled a little bit um, in this one. But uh, a short, you know, just week of games here with the White Sox. But I'm going to go back to him uh, hitting from the left side here. Um, you got a righty on the mound. Um, and we, as we had discussed earlier, uh, I would imagine that James McCann gets a day off as well. So that basically guarantees it. Yeah, Grandal will be back behind the plate. Um, it'd be especially since McCann caught tonight. Grandal is DHing, so uh, guarantees that he's in there. And I think uh, he wakes up a little bit. Um, that I could see that happening. So uh, I'll go with Grandal. Uh, keep some good vibes rolling from him there. I do have his jersey on the way, so um, I gotta I gotta stick with it. I, I'm in it for the long haul, Steve. You've got a vested interest here. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. So uh, I believe our guy Andrew Kinsler has one too. So um, we're we're big big Grandal fans. So um, my pick to click. He's going to get it done tomorrow. Uh, not worried at all, of course. So all right, um, one one last thing uh, before we get to shout outs here to wrap this up. Just going back to tonight's game, um, that error that I'd mentioned the White Sox committed. Uh, that was Tim Anderson. Obviously, we hope he is doing well since he exited the game early with right hip soreness. I uh, don't know if he kind of you know got a little bit tangled up on that um, when he was coming across the diamond and. Uh, couldn't get the throw off, and it looked a little bit awkward with his footing there. Um, so I just wanted to point that out, though. He's He's got to be more sound defensively up the middle. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, the the error that, you know, he was charged with, and, and like you mentioned, the, the play up the middle there where he, um, you know, his foot seemingly gave out underneath him that, you know, is probably what caused him to lead the game here today. Um, he's got to clean up the footwork. I mean, they just can't be given away free outs to to teams. I mean, we saw that, you know, and the impact that that had in the game on opening day last Friday. You know, you give a quality team in, in the major leagues, you know, more than three outs in an inning, it's going to come back to haunt you more times than not. So, you know, Timmy's really got to focus mentally here and he's got to clean that up 
you know, the, these routine plays that he's consistently, or maybe consistently is a little too strong of a word here. Um, you know, the plays that he's booting, you know, he's just, he's got to take that out of his game right there. And he's just got to get more consistent with that. And that will make this team so much better defensively, especially when you have Keichel on the mound, because he typically does get so many ground balls to the left side of the infield. So they really need Timmy to be sharp, you know, um, when it comes to that aspect of his game here. So, Hopefully he's okay. You know, it could, it could be interesting. I mean, we might we might see your boy Larry at shortstop tomorrow here, depending on yeah, you, what kind of condition is in. A little speculation here, then, while we're on this now, uh, since we've gotten into it, um, any chance that Madrigal would get the bump over to short? I don't, you know, I don't think they're going to do that personally. Um, you know, even when he signed right out of um, right out of Oregon State, and he got to, you know, down to Winston-Salem. He wasn't playing it short that much. Um, and, you know, seemingly last season, by the time he got to Birmingham and then up to Charlotte, I don't think he played shortstop at all. So I really hesitate to think that they're going to go that route. I think, if anything, I think we would see uh, Larry starting there tomorrow if Timmy can't go. All right. Yep. Just wanted to get your thought on that. Uh, makes sense. Uh, they have been playing him at second base um, since then, but you never know uh, if Timmy's injured. Just wanted to throw that possibility out there. So uh, glad we discussed that. All right. Um, that, that about does it for tonight. So uh, you got a shout out before we wrap this thing up. Yeah, I got a shout out for uh, the uh, the boys at uh, Iowa White Sox fans. You know, they uh, they were cracking me up a little bit here today during the game, especially after Engel hit the home run. And uh, they mentioned on there, they, they put a tweet out there. You know, is um, Alex Snellius no longer making donations in loving memory of Ursula? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I didn't hear it. Yeah. Listen, listen, this is important. I mean, had that lotto money finally run out for Alex Snellius? I mean, you know, we I think we need to do an on tap sports investigation into this situation. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a pressing situation. Uh, we need we need the investigative uh, reporters out on that, uh, covering all the beats there. So um, my shout out here, Steve, is going to go to uh, Griffin Wiseman at GY7 on Twitter. Um, he, he was replying to uh, Sox on tap today. And I, you know, I put it when the lineup came out. Obviously, everyone is a little more satisfied. It just looks better when Madrigal's there. Um but either way, it was constructed a little bit better than we've seen in the past. Obviously, some wacky ones uh, throughout the week in Cleveland. But um, he was in our replies. Uh, Griffin Wiseman was um, after I'd put that out. And I, what, what I said when I put it out, I said, uh, get Mazzara back healthy and then we're cooking. And he had said, uh, you know, Angle has uh, hit well so far this year. Definitely earned a spot. And then I quote tweeted it from Socks on Tap, and I said, "Like if you've seen this movie before, because how many times have you seen Adam Angle <laughs> go down, come back up, and you know, yada yada." And then he comes back, and of course, I posted the highlight. Then uh, you know, start me up, Adam Angle edition when he hit the home run, and he gets in the reply. Say, not going to say I spoke it into existence, but hey, Griffin, if you're listening, bud, we are all about speaking things into existence here at Socks on Tap. Um, and you know, I just bust your balls uh, when I when I put that quote tweet out. That's what we're there to do: have a good time and talk about our favorite team. So, uh, yeah, you did. Speak it into existence. So I got to give you credit there, Griffin Wiseman. You are the Sox on tap shout out for Johnny Nani today. Um, Steve, that does it. Great talking about a White Sox winner with you. Um, many more to come, hopefully. So, that being said, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please go give us a five star rating and review wherever you listen Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever it may be. We'd really appreciate it. It really helps us out. Um, write something funny in there, and we may post it from our Twitter account. Um, other than that, make sure you're following us on Twitter at 
on tap sports on at socks on tap. I am at Nani Johnny. Uh, Steve is at W, uh, excuse me, at NWI underscore Steve. Um, if you want to go and follow us, uh, we're putting out a lot of content, uh, both social media wise and uh, an article form. Steve wrote a great one uh, about Jose Brave's uh, slot, possibly changing the lineup over at ontapsports.com. So that does it for all the housekeeping here. The last thing I have to say, White Sox are up. Let's go live.